0: Julie.
1: Hey, Julie. Danielle, it's
0: been so long.
1: I know. It's really (laughs) very sad. Um, And first of all, let's just take this opportunity to apologize to our listeners because I I always think no one's going to notice if we skip an episode, but then the tweets start pouring in and people are demanding their fix of Hey, Julie.
0: Who can blame them? I mean, who can blame anybody these days? It's... I I think there's like a level of understanding. I would hope there's a level of understanding. It's crazy time going so. on. Danielle, you're going through a big move right now. An a,
1: international move.
0: International. Yeah, exactly. Dealing with customs. I'm an international woman of mystery. You're in international waters as we speak. We, no one could say yes. exactly where you are, but you're not uh, under the jurisdiction of any nation.
1: No. And-
0: Except for Hey Julie nation
1: exactly (laughs) plant the hey julie flag you know people people were very understanding in that they were like you guys don't have to talk about big brother even anymore (laughs) because ostensibly this is a big brother podcast even though we talk about a lot of more important things such as a tweet mentioned grover johnson
0: (laughs) oh yeah i mean the
1: unicorn we've been gone for
0: two weeks and I, I could we recap two weeks of Big Brother? Sure. I mean, I think, but I think there's a lot of other news as we <laughs> yeah. transition. Hey, as Julie said last night, less than two weeks, right? Uh, so Let's we have continue. to transition into the November, December, and beyond content. Uh, you know, it's been a huge week in the Sorkin verse. As as Danielle, you know, oh my I'm gosh! Sure. Like you thought one so- piece of. Sorkin Sorkon was out there. No, we got we're getting two pieces of Sorkon this week. um The neighborhood is coming back season two or God. season three. Wait, or, it's only season oh no, two. No, oh no, it's gotta be season. Sorry, five. I was getting confused. The unicorn is coming back season right. two. CBS okay. is letting me know.
1: Do you think that The Unicorn is such an important hit show for CBS that they have gone into full COVID protocol in order to maintain their filming schedule?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: That's that's how big a show it is for them. I watched the first episode and then I um, stopped doing that.
0: (laughs) I can't believe you watched one.
1: Well, because I had to confirm whether it was actually a threesome or oh, just yes. he was a unicorn. And it was, you were wrong. It was not a threesome.
0: <laughs> and uh, the show's worse off for it, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we very briefly just discuss Aaron Sorkin's new projects?
0: Uh, well, I was going to suggest that we watch both of them and then talk about them like in a week yes. or two, if you haven't already. Oh my gosh. No, I haven't watched it. I know it's- uh, Are
1: they out? Wait. Yeah, so the the
0: West Wing Revive reunion was last night. I do not know what network or streaming thing that came out on. My guess would be the Peacock, but I have no idea. And then today, Friday, I don't know about Netflix International Waters, but Netflix US, The Trial of the Chicago 7, starring Borat himself. Huge week for Borat as well. He's got a new movie dropping next week. Uh, (laughs) That drops today. So I was thinking, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how quickly we can get this done, but if we want to do like a whole Sorkin West Wing Chicago trial episode soon, we can. Oh,
1: we'll dive dive in. My question though is, is Trial of Chicago 7 a show or a movie?
0: It's a movie. I think it was going to come out like, in. hey, after Molly's Game, is that the name of the movie? uh, Yes. He can't go back ever. down. It's like, it's like after Spielberg made Schindler's List, they weren't going to be like, oh, let's get you, let's get you on TV. No. You got yeah, go to keep making movies after. Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to keep you making movies after the success of Molly's Game. Uh, no. Yeah. I think it was going to come out in theaters. I think it is playing in theaters in places where theaters, who knows? It might be in theaters in Canada. I'm sure you guys have not had a coronavirus case in Sometime.
1: Oh, I wish or it's we're getting actually worse. doing really poorly. We had seven hundred cases.
0: Oh, that's nothing. yesterday. Oh shit, that's actually. <laughs> well, no, that's still that's, yeah, that's still like oh, that's still like a fiftieth of uh, every day in America.
1: Yeah, it's it's but that like we don't want comparing COVID cases to America is um, not what you want to be comparing to. That's kind of an easy, low hanging fruit. Yeah,
0: we shouldn't make light of it. But, no. you know, every case is a preventable case. but uh,
1: Exactly. It's horrible. Um, but no, but that's just to say that things actually, COVID-wise, are not that great in Canada. So, um, we so, might have to walk down again.
0: So the Chicago f- trial movie probably not coming to the local AMC. I don't think
1: so. But it better freaking be. There are differences between Netflix Canada and american netflix so it better freaking not take too long to get to canada netflix i will be very upset
0: <laughs> oh yeah so i don't know maybe i'll have to like i'll have to like screen record my laptop and then send it to you
1: Ooh, you know i need to see jeremy strong emmy winner a fabulous actor fabulous actor famous for his portrayal as molly's bad boss in molly's game
0: i don't remember no that rule,
1: no other role. He's he just won an Emmy. No, he's most famous for Molly's game. He is in Christ. The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So very excited to see him shine in that. He's he's in the, the Sorkin Players, you know? He's a favorite.
0: Him, Whitford, yes. Josh Molina. Oh, yes. Uh, I feel... Well, I mean, we haven't spoken for so long. There's so much to talk about. Should we do Big Brother for a little bit and then come back to yes. like... Stupid yeah, shit. I think that's
1: a good idea. Just because Big Brother <laughs> right now, listeners. at least last night's episode is fresh in my mind. So we should really like dive in. And I think we should actually kick it off with a discussion of Julie's outfit.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because last night was the live eviction and Julie was wearing a flaming red satin form-fitting like thigh-hugging dress, it hit below the knee, but it had a very racy cutout right above the breast and right under the clavicle. It was a thin cutout, but daring nonetheless, especially for Julie, who is quite demure when it comes to showing up her upper half. As I mentioned, it was a bold color For sure the most intense red that we've ever seen Julie wear. Her hair was blown out. She looked like a glamorous peanut vixen. I give this look a hot.
0: Yeah, it was hot. It was hot. It was was (laughs) (laughs) I thought the same way.
1: I don't know why she kept this dress for this late in the game. We could have used this excitement and this glamour earlier in the season. But whatever. I'm just glad we got something.
0: Question mm-hmm. on that. Or maybe a suggestion. Maybe a a, th- a theory on that note. She had two options tonight in terms of who she was going to be sitting opposite. Right? Mm-hmm. She had Christmas, who is a firebrand, to say the yes. least. Oh, yeah. She is i i I'll still you know she's I don't I don't know if I could probably be in a room with Christmas for more than 20 minutes without getting annoyed but I'll tell you what oh, yeah. she's ripped she's got like some sexy tattoos she drove a car into a bank I'm just going <laughs> to keep I'm just going to keep making that story crazier than, <sighs> than than it needs to be or we've been hypothesizing for some time like oh julie wants to get with cody like you know julie's got a crush on the younger guys not that cody's mm. that old or, or that young but <clears throat> what if a, you know she knows she knows is a family man of course uh what if she's just not she's just not getting what she needs at home so to speak mm. with less yeah Who can blame her?
1: I think that's a very strong possibility. What
0: if she wanted to like turn the eye of a very virile Mm. middle-aged man in Memphis?
1: (laughs) Which, by the way, middle-aged Memphis is two years older than us. (laughs) Which brings me to a not related point. How old do you think Homer Simpson is?
0: Homer Simpson is in his late 30s canonically. I think he's 38. Right.
1: Oh I, oh, I thought he was thirty-six. Oh, I, yeah, I, I know.
0: I might be wrong. You might be right on that one, but I know it's in his league. Well,
1: <laughs> let me tell you, that was a wake-up call because I'm thirty-two. I've watched The Simpsons since I was born, practically. Yeah. <laughs> and we were. I was watching um, Treehouse of Horror last night, some of the early seasons, and I was made aware that Homer Simpson is, in fact, yeah, in his thirties.
0: Well, we're, we've been doing this as a society for, like, much of the last century where, like, mm. people are just kind of getting younger. It's like I look at pictures of me as a baby and, you know, my grandparents holding me at the time, probably around the same age that my parents are now. And my parents and my grandparents in the late 80s looked like fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> And my I, parents, not that they're like, I'm a, like my parents. Yeah, they're keeping it together. Like right? you know, they're fitting, not that my grandparents were like out of shape or anything, but they, they look like you know. I, I mean, granted, at the time, two of my grandparents lived in like Del Boca Vista, Florida, and like they had the whole like Jerry Stiller vibe going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, people are getting older, and it's and it's weird, you know. I'm. I don't know. I, so I think people are 40 is the just, new 17.
1: Oh, for sure. It just struck me a little bit. And um, I, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe one of our listeners will. But speaking of like people who I thought were older. And now as I get older, I'm like, wait a minute. Are the Golden Girls?
0: They were 53. Meant to be- <laughs>
1: <They're like> 53.
0: <laughs> to the same age as Brad Pitt is now.
1: <laughs> oh my god That's another Like a great example Of like They yes They look Like I mean they're fabulous But they look Like grandparents Whereas Sex and the City Same age You know Kim Patrol Is the same age as them hey, In that show
0: I know you don't Have American television Right now <laughs> But there is a show On the Fox network Channel mm-hmm. 11 On the coasts. Uh <laughs> star called filthy rich starring kim cattrall and it's just like a bit of a soapy like soapy. it's exactly what it sounds like
1: i haven't seen any
0: of it i just see the trailers i just see the commercials when i watch football and uh kim is kim is age kim is kim is getting into the second half of her life
1: But she still looks pretty damn good.
0: But in the Golden Girls, wasn't Estelle Getty's character the mother of one of the other ones? I haven't watched it yeah, in a couple was years. Yeah, the
1: Arthur's mother.
0: I love that show. It's so good.
1: It's so good. I mean, it's it's obviously a cultural landmark. I just, yeah, I'm sort of like, to bring it back, where, Julie Chen, oh. how old is she? Let's look it up. I'm gonna look it up She's right 36. Now. <laughs> Julie Chen is 50 years old. And you could have told me she was 60 or 40 and I would have believed you. Like, she is ageless in that way.
0: It makes 50 50 seems about right.
1: Yeah. That means she's been hosting this show since she was 30, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that started like 99 or 2000, something like that.
1: Wow. I mean, I know we're all over the place with this, but just props to Julie for keeping it tight.
0: I want to keep going on this a little bit because I've just felt this. I've been uh, living in my apartment by myself for the last six months. It's a long story about virology. I won't go into it. But Mm. uh, have you been – I've been watching a lot of movies and stuff. Uh, Have you watched any movies that you used to watch a lot like as a teenager – and now these movies are 20 years older and you're like, I kind of agree with like this character's parents
1: who we're not <laughs> yes. supposed to agree with. <laughs> yes. I don't know which, like, I can't name them specifically, but yes, that's why I thought that about Homer Simpson It's because <laughs> I was like, Oh, he has got his life together, you know? And he was always supposed to be a loser, but he owns a house and a car. He has a stable job. He has three children who are turning out great. Well, this is the army. And a wonderful life.
0: I mean, The Simpsons even though they all have like iPhones now, like that show is completely unwatchable <laughs> to me. But I mean, back so it was created the first I think it was created the first shorts were like on the Tracy Ullman show in 87, yeah. but I think the show Itself when it was spun off was 89 was the first season. I might be wrong, but somewhere around there. Like, but that's such a, like, we're truly in the final grasps of like the uh, American middle class and American dream and stuff. But like that was back in the day. And I know he's like the, the representation is like extremified where you can have a sort of a low skill worker. Right, mm-hmm. and he's obviously hilariously low skill, and what a what a what a hilarious job for a, a low skill worker to be in than the safety protocol manager of a nuclear power plant. Hilarious, but like generally, like it's like sort of this central middle America Americana, right? Where like a guy like if it took place in Detroit, a guy like Homer would be working at a car factory or mm-hmm. a window. Like a window glass making factory something like that
1: yes and like, like those jobs don't american th- factory <laughs> yeah, yeah those, none of those jobs
0: really exist anymore and it's like now homer At least started that show now homer would be like he'd be like he'd have like the the three iphones on the front of his car because he's driving for doordash uber eats and one yeah. of the other ones <sighs> at the same time and it's just uh and his
1: kids would be called Grover Johnson. Oh,
0: they would all be called Grover Johnson. <laughs> Alexa, yes. but like A-L-E-C-K-S-A. And yes. Brooklyn with two Y's and two N's.
1: Yeah. It's it's just shocking that I mean this is really just about our own mortality, isn't it, Brett?
0: Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is about big brother probably because I started watching big brother when I was so young When I, well not that I'm like a teenager so that's why like every year it's on every summer the contestants change but Julie stays the same yeah and I change
0: yeah I mean it's like it's Fleetwood Mac obviously has been in the been in the oeuvre <laughs> lately oh I know all about it landslide you know, I'm getting older, too.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of the old fart of the house, we can go back
0: to BB very quickly <laughs> and tell you that <laughs> Memphis did get voted out. I mean, so Thursday night opens and it's I, I mean, I follow on like Jokers and I follow on Twitter and Reddit what's going on in the house. Like, I don't watch really... Danielle and I only watch the Thursday episodes now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let us remind you, this is the premier casual podcast.
0: For years, I've watched every episode of Big Brother. And when they do the solid four and a half minute intro for every episode that goes back, like the announcer is like, four weeks ago, Tyler won (laughs) i I'm like, whoa, that's, oh my God, do we have to do all of this right now? Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. I now love the four minute intro that like goes back mm. weeks. And then Julie's opening thing is Christmas in Memphis. One of them is about to be blindsided. And I'm like, hell yes, this is gonna be a great episode. <laughs> I think both of these people really deserve to have the like their their confidence taken out from under them. So I, I was all sure. in for moment one on Thursday.
1: I I have to say, I felt the same way. And I really think that being a casual might be the way to go about watching you, oh, brother. Oh, my God. Because not only that, but they, they bring up certain things. Like, they brought up the wise guys alliances. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Even though I'm pretty sure that those alliances weren't that big a deal. No alliance like is that big of a life, deal. <laughs> From my past life as someone who Man. watched the feeds and cared about such things, Man. I don't think that it mattered that much. But the show has decided to make it part of the narrative, and I say thank you, show.
0: I need a narrative to cling on to because you know what? Exactly. I, I only, I only have time. I got kids. I got the minivan. <sighs> I got I'm driving for DoorDash in the in the evenings. I got you know, I, I, I gotta keep it casual.
1: Exactly. Keep it casual. That is our anthem of 2020 and perhaps 2021. Um, Probably. So I just, I totally agree. I was like, okay, great. I get it. Oh, and you know, I was like, wait, who the hell went home last week again? Yeah. Tyler, they gave us a jury segment so I could remember. Thank you so much.
0: Danielle, they gave us two jury segments this week.
1: Yeah, which like.
0: Can we back it up a little bit? Because I yes. know you're very disappointed in the jury segments this I am. year. I and have a whole rant. Let's do that because let's maybe take a, a trip back. Let's mm-hmm. get in the DeLorean. Let's go back mm-hmm. to last Thursday. First of all, Julie, she was wearing a picnic dress <laughs> or like a fold out chair.
1: I liked chair. it actually. I can't describe it because it's too fuzzy in my oh, mind God. now. I have to be really fresh when I give the play-by-play of Julie's outfits. But I remember we got a couple of tweets about how they didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it
0: was fun. I, I thought it was hot. I give it a hot. I wouldn't say it was a hot. Sorry, as as uh. So I also live. I also live right by this strip of uh <laughs> in LA where there's like. Four motorcycle dealerships slash motorcycle repair shops, uh, all right next to each other. So and I live on this kind of weird, empty sh- like back street. So they all like after they're they're tuning up the, the motorcycles, they all like test drive them up and down the, the street. <laughs> so it's just a lot of like low rumblings and 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 men with ginormous, ginormous sexual organs just oh, yes. showing off their hogs. Anyways, what were okay. we talking about? Oh, Julie's just picnic Julie's dress. Julie's look
1: last week. Yeah. I wouldn't
0: give it a hot. I would say the dress was fun, though.
1: And that, you know what? Sometimes we just want to have, girls just want to have fun.
0: Yeah. It's not all about looking hot to the guys, right? No.
1: Oh, no. By the way, oh, my God. We are so bad. But, Brett, have you watched The Vow?
0: I have not.
1: <laughs> well.
0: I heard it sucks. <laughs>
1: it does suck it's so long and drawn out when all you want is the action you want like show me Keith Ranieri like being an asshole and then show me this group of people who defected taking him down that's all you want from
0: this and none of that happened
1: (laughs) well it's just now it's seven episodes in and they just showed Keith go like tell a group of people I fucking hate women so it took seven episodes to get to that and they just renewed a season
0: two. I saw that today. I was like, I thought this was like, I thought this Wrap was like, a, up. I thought this was like an eight or 10 part, like docu thing. It's like, we're just going to keep doing more of it.
1: Yeah. How much more is there? And you know How what? Much,
0: like fucking good on them because they got you entrapped. They got all the coastal elites, mm-mm. all the Twitter, the Twitter literati all entrapped with it, even though they hate watch it. They're all stuck in. You're going to be watching season two. I know it.
1: I will not. I will not watch season two. I watched season two of Big Little Lies. I'll give them that, even though I didn't want to. But I will not
0: be watching this. BLL2 was fine. Well, it had Meryl. It had Meryl. Also, it had uh, Laura at peak. Like, they kind of had Laura. Like, Laura was kind (laughs) of like on the bench. She didn't really was doing much. She wasn't like, she, she, Laura couldn't. Let her full powers go in BLL one. Like that was such a powerhouse for Nicole and Reese. Mm. The other one, yes.
1: <laughs> Shailene. Yeah, <laughs> cool. good for her. And Zoe
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> but Laura Dern, she comes out. Oh my! Like she just—they were just letting Laura cook. I want to start Let an L- loose, I want to start an LLC. It's called Let Laura Cook. <laughs> she
1: was cooking with gas last that yeah. season oh, yes
0: yeah. what were we talking Stop. about big brother okay jury segment so there was a jury <laughs> segment last week can you just go off on it because i don't even i don't even care about it it's so just suck. My i have a theory about it it's not a theory it's right but i'll let you do your thing i'll let you
1: cook well yeah here's my thing the producers of big brother they they think they know the audience and they think they know me and they they're like every year they approach the jury segments like oh yeah like tantalizing because usually in jury it's very exciting and at that point it's usually all the people you like from the show like all the fun people get sent to jury first or all the people who start drama get sent to jury so like jury house is so much more exciting there's fights there's controversy there's polarizing figures and the producers know that so they give you a little taste and they say ooh, stick around for the jury segment and every season every season we've been podcasting we been like hell yes we want more jury put cameras in the jury house like it's the best and that's how bad this season is is I was like I don't want to see the jury I don't care like it is going to be boring and it is there's nothing new to be learned from jury this year there's no like bombshells it's not surprising like when Tyler walked into to the jury house they clearly thought Danny was going to have like a big reaction. Stone faced. Nothing. Like it's so, it's so them trying to pull out emotion or them trying to pull out some form of narrative and there's nothing. And that's why they had to do that second segment where they were like, oh, well, at least let's get some like emotional, emotional uh, baggage going. Yeah, let's get
0: some bite BLM stuff going just so like maybe someone will get like, say something horrible enough that it's like that we can get some clicks on some hate Yeah, watch or the block.
1: videos of like them missing their significant others or their family. Like that I think was meant to be like, see people in the Big Brother house also can't hang out with their family. They're just like you. They have to watch them over video. <laughs> but like, it just fell so flat
0: to me. Well, the reason they did too is because not that much was happening. I mean, it's all, it's all, a symptom of a larger problem which is the season fucking sucks Mm -hmm. and the reason why you can't have a spicy jury segment is because the season played out in a way where everyone on the jury is like kind of in cahoots with each other i guess danny was not really part of that davon david whatever group but like she was kind of on the outs with the, the big group, obviously, towards the end of it. She was the first one of them voted out. But it's like, Ian, God bless him, seems like a nice guy, incapable of being even 1% spicy about anything. Oh, God. Like, okay, so he's there. Dave, and, I'm like, Davon can't carry all the damn weight. Like, D- David seems like a good guy, not really telegenic.
1: No, and his dog, though, fabulous. Yeah, Could have well, used more of that dog.
0: Okay, yeah, we have a lot of dogs to talk about. And one hairless <laughs> cat.
1: Danny, yeah, exactly. Let's just touch touch base on this real quick, okay? Danny has a Dalmatian.
0: And a Dr. Evil <laughs> cat.
1: I didn't even notice the cat was sort of hidden in his lap. So I couldn't really tell at first. I was just so focused on the dog and her baby is very cute as well. Um, But the dog though, I mean, that is a sweet dog.
0: Both of the dogs were very good boys or girls.
1: Yeah. And then there were like, then there was Angela. (laughs) Couldn't even get a pet for this segment to make it a little more fun.
0: These dogs. These family videos were like ransom videos. Were like, <laughs> I was
1: just going to say, do you remember the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, like, Apology to Australia video?
0: <laughs> uh, no.
1: <laughs> Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, like, brought their dogs I to I remember Australia. this.
0: And I remember the yeah, Australian and- government is like, we're going to execute your <laughs> fucking dogs if you don't get them out of here.
1: Yeah. And so they were like. Horribly. I think they were very unapologetic until finally someone told them, like, no, don't start a like, trade war with Australia. Just apologize. So they filmed an apology video where, yes, it looked like they were being held ransom. And that's what Angela's kind of looked like.
0: All of them were like that. They were just they were really forced and granted. I'm I'm sure they were just like scripted out. And I expect Davon's toddler daughter to like not be great at Zoom meetings, but at at the same time, maybe she is because who knows she's probably a (laughs) fucking Zoom preschool shit right now. And
1: she's Yvonne's daughter, so you know she's got screen presence.
0: I was, uh, went for a drive today, had to do a bunch of errands, and I was thinking about like, are there gonna be like, I know we're going on a fucking tangent now. (laughs) Are there gonna be like 15 years from now a bunch of like weird, um, like uh, fetishes where people like, because they're like, oh, I grew up when I was nine years old was the summer that everyone was wearing a mask. And now I can't like get my rocks off unless, unless, you're wearing a mask. unless I'm like, yeah, unless I'm like zoom chatting with a woman uh, wearing a mask.
1: <laughs> Probably. I mean, I don't see why not. There's fetishes about lots of stuff. I was more thinking like, will school just become a thing of the past?
0: Uh I I think it shouldn't. I think I mean
1: um, you're pro-education? That's good.
0: First of all, school sucks.
1: <laughs>
0: Teachers drool and kids rule. <laughs> and I love pizza parties. So I just wanted to I just want to get my rep out there. That that's where my that's where Hi, my, my, official par- uh, my official stance is that <laughs>
1: If I had one wish, I would wish that our listeners could see the glee on Brett's face as he just said all that stuff. I swear I was transported to when you were a child, and that was what you really thought.
0: I know. Those things being my stated platform, (laughs) school is probably a very good thing.
1: And it should come back.
0: Not only should it come back, but we should invest more in it.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. So we're just so everyone knows, this is a pro school podcast.
0: Yeah. As we were um, saying, the jury segment. Like you just <laughs> you you have Dave on there, you have Kevin there. And Kevin some Kevin is like 50/50 if he's like good on on camera or not. Like on his DRS he's all right, but like in in weird group settings. Plus they're doing this thing where it's like, "Hey, all be hanging casually at the pool but like in one line so the camera can see you all and then be like hey who do you think is going to come out of the door next like that sucks too
1: what I say about this whole cast is there's just no chemistry there's just no fun no fun relationships were formed with this cast at all like say what you want about past casts at least like I don't know, like Victor and Paul were such a fun duo. Yeah. Or the ball smashers obviously were so great to watch and like root for. Or um who was who was on, oh, like last year, like Nicole and,
0: and Cliff Hogg. Yeah.
1: Like that's a fun thing to see and like blossom. Or Kevin, like old Kevin from uh BB19 with whistle nut, you know, like. Or, or Jess and Cody, like like them or not, at least there is chemistry and very clear relationships being formed. None of that, not a single relationship has blossomed this season, friendship or otherwise.
0: And just the way the season played yeah. out with basically like, you have Keisha, Nicole, Janelle, and then all of the PO people of color get evicted. Like, and basically you have this alliance of like hot blonde people, and Cody and Enzo, who are kind of like bros, running the show. We'll see what happens next week when David and Memphis are in a room together. Maybe we'll get something there. But it's like when you have all people who are generally cool with each other in the jury, there's nothing. And Ian, like, there's nothing to be fucking spicy about. And Danielle, For sure. Danny is like, and she's got the, she's got the tools. She's got the capacity to be spicy and shit. But she's like. An old woman. She, she's as old as Homer <laughs> well, Simpson, but, but she she's old enough and she's done this enough that she's like, yeah, I'm sad about this stuff, but like, she is not She's not really going to hold anything.
1: Personally. No, you know, she cares about her cute dog, her her cute kid, her husband who's hot, and her hairless cat. Getting
0: galapesia medicine for that cat.
1: <laughs> Wait, I just want to say, I'm going to correct myself already. The like, obviously, Janelle and Kaser were a great relationship, but they were so short-lived and not in jury, so they don't count. And Dan Bailey. But, dude, I forgot Bailey was even oh gosh, on the yeah. show. It feels so long ago.
0: I mean, last week feels long ago. Like, I was watching that jury segment last night, and I was like, who is going to come out that door? <laughs> yes. <laughs> every, week is, every week is fucking eternal.
1: Yeah, it's a mystery. But so, so jury was just a flop, and, yeah, it was two segments – Worth, and then for the as for the rest of the show, yes, I think we need to discuss. Well, I guess I don't know. Do you want to talk about how like Memphis thought he was safe and how I guess the wise guys blew up in his face?
0: Uh sure. Like, I mean, do Cody you have anything to say about Cody it? He and Cody were playing pool. I mean, this is shit for- that Memphis has been pulling all year. Like, I don't have too much on the the autopsy for. Memphis because like he's been plating this – he's been – he's just not very self – he's not a very self-aware guy, which is interesting because he's one of the older people and maybe you get more self-aware and considered in your old age. I would hope so. Uh, (laughs) And it's like he's doing all sorts of shady shit and not really communicating with his own teammates for much of the game. You know, cut to the you know when when he was Hoh and he was doing the David backdoor thing or whatever. Like, and then he leaves and he's like, "Oh, I was playing a game of integrity and by the way, talking about my word." And it's like, but you didn't have your word. Cody was catching you in lies up until you know the final moment and stuff. So, yeah, Memphis was a good villain this year among a sea of villains.
1: He's and okay.
0: Just because at least he was like kind of cocky and sloppy enough that like mm-hmm. this was kind of the outcome for him. Um, yeah. Should they have kept him? Absolutely. I have some thoughts about who the current HOH is and how the mm. next, how the final four should play out. We can save that for spoilers section. But like, yeah. this is kind of what, it's, I mean, since week two or three, like he was he was one of the first few, H. I think he was the second HOH, right? Cody yeah. was the first one I remember something even went down that week where people were like this guy's got fucking nerve we should <laughs> like I know we, we have this uh, committee thing but maybe we should get rid of him soon like he could have pissed off enough people to be gone pre-jury uh, he had good enough insulation around him to prevent that from happening but um, right? what do you think I just think like honestly Memphis whatever
1: I think back <laughs> to my f-
0: <laughs> I could have just said whatever <laughs>
1: I think back to my favorite goodbye message of all time from Kevin on season 19, Memphis. Have a great summer. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. That's all he deserves Damn. out of me. Like wh- truly whatever. Who I want to talk about. Who I think we need to give some props to is little miss Nicole Franzel.
0: She's doing it.
1: HOH and POV in one week. So she owned the week. Oh yeah. she, You know, we say this almost, I feel like I say this
0: every week. I'm fine with her winning at this point.
1: I don't mind. I think she deserves to win.
0: I think she is the best big brother player of all (laughs) time. (laughs) Oh no, please don't hit that unsubscribe button. We're going to be doing a double sorgin' pod next week. I'm sorry, but I'm I believe in a
1: scientific approach oh, to looking yeah. at this stuff. Oh yeah. And course. much like climate change, you cannot deny that Nicole Franzel is a fabulous Big Brother player. Like, regardless of how you feel about how whiny she is, how annoying she is, I agree. I see you, I hear you, I agree. But she there is just something about her clearly in person, and she is strategic enough, where in person. She tells people what they need to hear at that time to trust her. Like, and she insulates herself to use the word you just used, insulates herself from a lot of different threats. And I just, I'm ready for Nicole Francis to be the first ever two-time winner of Big Brother.
0: I didn't know how she did it because I am a BB casual. And instead of showing the gameplay this week, they showed two jury segments. Including Mm. one where they opened a DVD out of an envelope. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was 2003. Um, (laughs) Cody and Enzo did something that wasn't in their best interests. Why? They, I I knew this wasn't going to happen because I'm watching BB22 and this is just how everything goes, especially if Enzo's involved. But like, they were like, hey, why don't we just split the vote and make Nick Cole fucking pick which one? Because honestly, we're so kind of torn between who is better for a game, who's worse. And hey, there's four people left in the game. Like, we need to start turning people against each other and maybe creating like a bitter, you know, someone who's bitter against Nicole in case one of us happened to be in the end with Nicole. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that. And maybe because like we could have seen how Nicole... Yeah, like the power is... She's close enough with Cody where, and I guess, and Cody also did feel threatened enough by Enzo to make that happen. And Enzo, as entertaining as he is, as like a guy, he's just yeah. like, he does nothing. He does nothing. And like, no. You could My even same s- thoughts.
1: From Memphis, I apply to Enzo.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you can see that when so Cody votes first, and then he's you know, they they walk out and they show them walking through the little hallway between the DR and the, the main living room. And Enzo's like, What would what, you what'd you do? And Cody just like doesn't even fucking like Cody just owns Enzo. Enzo's a decade and a half older than them. And he's like on yeah. a, he's like on a little leash and he's like Cody's little puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I
1: and and Cody is in cahoots with Nicole. So I can't, you can't fault Nicole for having a great ally, a couple of great allies in the house who've gotten her this far. I just.
0: Yeah, I, like Nicole oh. set up good because if, in, it, you know, it's the final four week, two of the, she obviously is herself, but two of the three people there will take her to final two. Mm hmm.
1: And. All this being said... Oh, I I'm, not sure. Need to I'm just, not
0: sure about Cody, but, like, Cody might. He very well might.
1: I just want to touch base a little bit on Nicole's outfit Thursday night.
0: These boots are made for walking.
1: <laughs> because this outfit... I remember one time Nicole wore, wore a shirt that was so confusing. I... I immediately rushed to Twitter to screenshot it and share it with the world. That was a couple seasons ago. And last night she hit that, she, she hit that spot for me again, where I thought, wait, just a minute. (laughs) What the heck is happening here? I've never seen such a, such a onesie. It was a
0: denim. We're doing this. (laughs) We're doing this for someone who's not. Julie? Oh my gosh. This outfit deserves
1: it. This was a (laughs) denim off the shoulder, but yet puffy sleeved, (laughs) scrunched sleeved romper. Or I don't even know what, if we could call it a romper. Like this, this one piece. is like a cocktail dress category.
0: What? It was like a cocktail dress.
1: It wasn't a dress. It was shorts. What? Exactly. This they were like daisy dukes. Oh, it was all denim. They were like
0: lead, oh, so they came down and they were like two separate legs? Yes. I did not catch it. Was short. That. I thought it was like a I thought it was like a, like a like a cocktail dress. I thought it was like a little short short dress above the no, knee. No, it
1: was short shorts. And I just so and it's one piece so it's like the it's like girls will know a romper you've got to take the whole thing off when you go to the bathroom it's very annoying it was reminiscent of um uh heather graham's outfit in austin powers 2 it's (laughs) 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 It's skin tight and fat like listen she looks fabulous in it she had, as you mentioned, white cowboy boots, and her hair was blown out. She looked beautiful. This outfit was so confusing, so shocking to me that yeah. I have no choice but to give it a hot.
0: Danielle, let me tell you, like we've seen, we've seen our girl Nicole, our our number one, <laughs> our number one favorite player, Nicole Frenzel, well. <laughs> go from a girl into a woman. Oh yeah! In five years, like when Nicole and I—I I don't mean this like in a demeaning way. I'm just like legitimately asking when Nicole came in in, in 2016 or BB16, which I guess was 2016. Um, or no, it's tw- whatever. Who cares? It was
1: earlier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, was she like a little bit chubbier? I
1: don't. She was like, I don't know.
0: Maybe. She felt like she had like, a, like so. a fuller face. I don't know. It feels like in the feels like she's like slimmed down a bit. And like, I, mm. I don't mean this in any way other than to say like, you know, we saw this in the, in the, on the blackout comp competition when her, <laughs> her raw sexuality, pulled her, her pants, her sweatpants off, it got stuck in the, 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 the tar or whatever. Obviously so she
1: lost so much weight. They couldn't stay on.
0: Historically, many men have been interested in her, in her, in her, mm. maybe not this season, but, uh, you know, Hayden, Corey, Victor, obviously. She's a very attractive young woman. Oh,
1: that's never been a doubt. That's never been, for every season, she's always been as cute as a button. But the the fashion choices have been very hit or miss among contes- all contestants. And I just, this outfit was just so extreme for her that I had to call it out.
0: Thank you for thank you for doing that. I, I hope, needed
1: to flag it. I needed everyone to like just take a, an extra minute.
0: I hope our listeners appreciate it. Aren't offended that you know, like you did a, a dress rev, rev, review on someone other than Julie Chen?
1: I I hope so too. But listen, we're just breaking all the rules on this podcast. You can't hold us to anything.
0: No, you can't. You can't.
1: Is um, Is there anything else about the episode that you want to discuss?
0: Uh, Christmas is really lame.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's so fucking lame. I don't even want to like entertain. She's so lame.
0: She's like, in her speech, she's like, Julie, you're looking good tonight or I'm looking really good tonight. I forgot what the fuck she said, but it's like, but I'm not quite ready to see you yet. It's like, "Yeah, stop it with this like, Cutesy school project voice. Oh, it sucks, um,
1: and Julie hates it too.
0: <laughs> Julia hates Christmas. Uh, I don't. One more thing, I guess. On um, this is going to be a bit of a side a side note. I, I don't know if this is going to go too long. Uh, before we, I imagine we'll get into spoilers and questions, right? Yeah. I don't know if you're watching. What network is Big Brother on in? Are global. Global. Does yeah. global? Is it like a one to one? Do like do they just have all of CBS's shows or is it like a mix?
1: No, so it's a mix.
0: Okay. So, Danny, art. I know it's been a tough, tough year. Are you uh, ready to be positive? <laughs> is this Drew Barrymore's show? What is this? Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> B, just the letter B, positive is a new sitcom in the Chuck Uh, Lorre cinematic television universe starring our former, we didn't really know him, but he was kind of in the same universe as us in 2010, colleague Thomas Middleditch.
1: Oh my gosh. And Thomas Middleditch, (laughs) who I hope everyone knows, and if not, I'm going to tell you, recently... Was divorced by his wife. I didn't even because no,
0: he was married. <laughs> here's the
1: story. You need to hear this story. And yes, like I don't even know if we need to say full disclosure. Like Thomas Middlewich, I think, was teaching UCB while we were doing UCB. I stuff, had never was, met like, him, peripher- but we
0: were in this. I never met. him Yeah, personally. I don't think I, I
1: met him either. He was seen. like peripherally in the world. But um, and listen, who knows? I don't. So I don't know him personally. But he married this woman. When and while. I don't know. A, a years ago, okay. a couple years ago, he marries this woman, and while they're married, tells her, "You know what? I, I don't like this. I, I want to be polyamorous." And she was like, "He's a, uh. he's a star. He's a big
0: Hollywood star."
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, if you're good, if you if you don't like monogamy, you should probably tell someone before you marry them.
0: Yes, this is true.
1: So she was like, uh... I don't know. She tried to make it work. She tried. And then was like, you know what? Fuck this, (laughs) like divorce. So just so everyone knows, that's, that's the backstory on that. Now I had a big reaction when you said be positive, because honestly, I thought it was going to be something starring Bethany, um, the B from (laughs) Real Housewives of New York. So I'm very disappointed, but I would love to watch the um, trailer for this.
0: Don't watch it now. It's fucking horrible. See, he's like, needs a kidney. <laughs> and I guess is <laughs> or some shit. And he oh needs a, he needs a, he needs a donor. Who's B positive.
1: <laughs>
0: and, uh, and he gets a match and he's. It's so interesting because if you watch like the the Middle Ditch and Schwartz um shows on Netflix or whatever, he's such like he's such a brilliant comic performer. But whenever he's like, sure. scripted, they always cast him as just like this meek, neurotic weirdo. And like I just don't think it's really his strong suit at all. Anyways. Uh no, so he's, he's like incredibly this, talented. He's this, he's like the doing the same thing that he was doing on the HBO show that I didn't really watch. Uh he's like this meek, like, oh, what are you doing? kind of guy. And his organ donor is like his long lost cousin or sister or something like that. And let me tell you Uh, what, she's a bit wacky and you know, they're going on some of their, they're living their lives in some sort of way. Like I don't under, like it's a very, very loose like reason for two people to like be together. Like if I needed, if I got into a car crash immediately after this and like needed a new heart, I believe they, pr- they they would try to find a heart that's like from a recently dead person of someone my, mm. you know who matches with me on my blood type and the heart is good or whatever. I wouldn't have to like live with them in like a sitcom scenario. Like I, I I've never heard of that where it's like all right, you're getting a kidney from someone now you have to like live with them and go on and adventures with them for 24 episodes a year. Um, seems a bit weird to me, but I'm just trying to be I, positive.
1: Just be positive. I thought that the natural thing would be to not make her related to him, make her a potential love interest. Oh, maybe.
0: Honestly, I've never really watched the commercial with audio on because it it is so commercials to me, and especially commercials for new CBS sitcoms are a bit jarring to my very sensitive psyche. And uh, maybe they aren't. Maybe they aren't related.
1: I'm. I'm gonna watch it, and I will report back next time we record. Please do, please do. Shall we get into spoilers and questions? <laughs> yes, please. Um, well, spoilers. All you need to know is Enzo one hoh boring.
0: Okay, but that's since it, we're not right? going to do a podcast for another three to six weeks, like, <laughs> do you want to discuss this at all?
1: <laughs> do I want to what?
0: Do you do I want to do you want to discuss that at all?
1: Um, I just think that's very boring. Um, I. But every option was boring. So who's he going to put up? He's going to put up Nicole and Christmas.
0: Yeah, fine. It doesn't matter because it's the final four week. He's made it to final yeah. three. Congratulations to him. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter because it's all about who wins veto. Is the only is going to be right. the only vote caster.
1: Oh um, yeah. So by the way, it just happened. He put up Christmas, and she's crying like
0: she doesn't even know she's fucking like didn't she get to final three two years ago um it doesn't matter it's all about who wins final four veto anyways yeah. it doesn't matter who the nominees are
1: can i just read you this christmas quote that happened like just now please okay she's sitting in a room crying alone and she says cody has a fucking issue with me and i don't care i think it's funny I think it's even funnier that I can get under his skin. Oh, God. (laughs) Right? Like, I love, I love, like, I'm not even mad. I think it's funny. I love
0: that. I'm not even mad. I'm crying and I broke five glasses. I'm not (laughs) mad. It's actually, it's actually a joke on them. It's actually, (laughs) it's actually funny and I'm laughing. Um, Enzo, Um, my, my, my dude, the only way you win this game, Enzo, is if you're sitting next to Christmas. And same thing with Christmas. Their only chances of winning this game are with each other. And I know for a fact both of them are too fucking stupid to realize it. Oh, for sure. Uh, The only two winners, Cody or Nicole, will win this game because it's likely that one of them... Because Christmas wants to take Nicole and Enzo wants to take Cody. Uh, Yep. So, I, I, I know there's some loyalty going on there, but uh, Enzo, my dude. Maybe, maybe you want to keep Christmas in this game as much as it's possible. It's time
1: to slice and dice. Now is the time. I mean, but he's such a like. He's so lame. Yeah, he doesn't do any big moves. He he would never. So there's no point. He's in got some ideas
0: hope. about some big moves that he would love to tell you.
1: Mm, I'm sure. Uh, let's get into some questions from at John Howard twenty three. True or false? Danielle Donato is growing more stunning with each Jury House segment. True. I think she looks absolutely gorgeous. I love her style. I love her hair. I love her makeup. I will say I am a little offended by this question because <clears throat> <laughs> he, because John Howard wrote it out. True or false? Danielle Donato. Like he had to make it so clear he wasn't talking about Danielle Gibson. Um, I just uh, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Like, why can't we talk about how I'm getting more stunning with each jury house segment?
0: Well, this is shades of Brett, the Brett and <laughs> Brett saga of BB twenty or whatever the hell that was.
1: <laughs> just saying. When
0: I was very offended that a concert like a <laughs> like a Ben Shapiro bodybuilding guy named Brett was on <laughs> Big Brother.
1: Um. Were, and then from Mark 42922889, were y'all surprised when Angela didn't plug her cookbook when talking to Tyler? Wouldn't Memphis, and then another question, wouldn't Memphis winning have been the best considering he's probably going to die of natural causes within a few years? See, he's not that old, guy. He's 37. <laughs> he's older than us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what was the first question, Angela? Were we uh, surprised book- about Angela. I mean, not, not really, because like those, those hello messages were so scripted.
1: So scripted. Um, I'm sure she, yeah, that's the thing. I bet she did mention it and they just edited it out. Um, from Jersey Fresh. Tyler, I miss you
0: so much. I love you. You're my soulmate. I can't wait till you get home mm-hmm. and I will cook you my famous <laughs> paella, which is found on page 53 of the thing. And remember the secret ingredient of it, which is a little bit of cinnamon.
1: <laughs> That'd be great. I honestly would respect if she did that. Um, Jersey Fresh thirteen ten wants to know. I read a rumor that Christmas and Memphis were flirtatious. Can't confirm. Don't watch. If true, where does this rank on worst showmances? Well, I mean, they're both. Well, she's in a relationship and he's married, so it's on a moral standpoint. It's pretty bad if that happened. <laughs> That's some Thomas Middleditch shit
0: Oh my god I can't believe we're going after Middleditch Is now an enemy of the pod Uh, So I did see this thing on Twitter Where they were like They are all hanging out in the HOH room And they were all like fucking with the lights or whatever And Hmm. Memphis was sitting In like a chair Like one of those big Puffy chairs right You know, with two big uh, uh, armrests and the lights go out and, and Christmas is sitting on the armchair, like the elevated armchair of like the puffy chair and the lights go out. And then the camera goes into night vision mode and he like grabs her and like pulls her onto his lap like Memphis I mean you know it's been 70 something days like I'm sure they're all feeling it in the horny department oh sure 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 so I I'm not I don't think there's like an actual romance there as much as I think Memphis is a horny douche and right like yeah that's the thing Nicole is like too juvenile for him
1: (laughs) I he needs a woman yeah who's seen things (laughs) who's done things (laughs) um yeah, listen, I can't cast stones because Whoa. that's a long, <laughs> that is a long time to be in the house. And we're all hot-blooded human beings. You Sometimes you need to feel the touch of another. And it seems like, listen, if that's all there was, if there was just some lap sitting, that's not that big a deal. But
0: It was forced. It was non-consensual lap sitting.
1: Oh, it was well, like
0: the lights go out and then he pulls her onto his lap. And like, she wasn't into it. I mean, she like, I don't know. I think she did like a like a thing that I'm sure a lot of women do where like they kind of, she just like got up and kind of like laughed and ignored it, but like clocked uh, it.
1: Gross. You know, oh, like I'm gross. sure it wasn't a great
0: situation for her. The, in the rare uh, defense of Christmas, like I'm, I'm sure yeah, she, Yeah, you know, of course. She appeared to like not care about it. But, like, I'm sure she was very aware of it. Also, Danielle, how are we feeling that we're, like, 25% chance Christmas wins BB-22?
1: I don't even... There isn't... There's a zero chance she wins. If Christmas Abbott wins BB-22, I will do like people write in what stupid thing you want me to do. Cause I'll do it. There is no way. That's how confident I am. I will give out a hundred. I will Venmo a listener, a hundred dollars. Cause I
0: think even versus Enzo, she would lose. That's her. And that's her only chance to win is would be versus Enzo.
1: Everyone hates her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> like compare, like who does she, Yeah. Who could, she, I guess she could have won against Memphis, but he's gone now.
0: I don't think she would beat Memphis in finals Right, two. so
1: she's just—it's not happening. She's she should a kept loser. <laughs> she is. Um, from Dia, To be honest, I'm more interested to hear your takes on the town halls than BB. Well,
0: Talk about something I this, fucking will never watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: I watch Big Kelly, Brother I'm once sorry. a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but I live in Canada now, so. That, those people are not my problem. <laughs> yeah, da-
0: yeah, Danielle's fucking got the right idea. She's gone. I'm, 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 have I like gone to the like immigration.ca.gov website? Like <laughs> once, you know, during the quarantine. Yeah. Thought about it. Oh yeah. Oh, thought yeah. about it. Uh, you know, I've had some, thought about some other nations and, um, <laughs> but I, uh, if you can believe it, since um, since 2016, I've known who I was going to vote for in this election. Uh, so, I I have no interest in watching um, any sort of political town hall debate, whatever. Like, I know there's, I know some people get some uh, enjoyment or whatever, or like they get some sport out of like, oh, is Kamala gonna like clap back at pence he's got a little fly on his head oh well like <laughs> well i, I did care.
1: i did watch that one no i did watch that um <laughs> so clearly i'm still a little interested and invested but no we didn't neither of us watched the town halls and yeah i'd rather watch bb 22 than town hall yeah. that tells you how bad they <laughs> same. are um,
0: same
1: <laughs> from jump for joy Hope I'm not too late, here's my questions. If the house guests have to put on a mask to meet Julie as they leave the BB bubble, why don't they have to wear a mask in the jury house? It seems inconsistent to me. Yeah. Just yep. saying.
0: Because, like, ostensibly they're, like, in a car with they're being driven there by,
1: mm-hmm.
0: by someone who's living in the outside world. Maybe they have to, like, do a night. Because, like, they they enter during the day, right? Like, so maybe they stay in a hotel right. for that first night and they do the jury thing on Friday. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because now that they're out of the fucking house, they don't care. They all die.
1: Um, yeah, they're like, it's not on it's not on our studio property, yeah. we're not liable. Good good luck. Um, and then the second part of the of Jump for Joy's question, is this Thursday's strategic airtime of BB alongside the presidential town halls indicative of a Chen Moonvez Abbott 2024 ticket? <laughs> Christmas wishes. She wishes.
0: Christmas Abbott is, I mean, I could actually see her running for office as like oh, same. a libertarian a or like a Kelly Loeffler sort of like all lives matter uh, sort of district in Florida or something like that. Um, She'd
1: be in it for the grift. A million percent like, let me run for office so I can write a book. Like so that I can become a talking head. Like, Christmas is all about the grift. We know this.
0: Shed Moonbez is fucking filthy rich. She doesn't need to fucking do no. politics.
1: Oh, but one last thing from Jump for Joy. Side note I enjoyed some time at the site of the famous Richard Jewell incident this weekend. Very nice weather.
0: Very nice. Glad to hear that Atlanta's got some nice weather. So, I, like.
1: And- Boots on the ground dispatches from the Richard Jewell location <laughs> from
0: Millennium Park in Atlanta or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> so like, I I actually need to hear back from this listener. Is there like a plaque or something commemorating commemorating like Ooh, here like was the bomb? There backpack. was like be a yeah, bench maybe like there was a bomb that went off here. I believe a few people died and Richard <laughs> Jewell like saved us all or whatever. Like I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Richard Jewell, like we're going to have to watch Richard Jewell and talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can, that can be like uh, you watch it and then tell me what happens.
1: Okay, I will. Um, from Minnie Cthulhu, do you think the comics are an indicator of who production favors for an America's favorite winner? Rumor says that day has already been chosen for this season. I think like anyone else, Um, production are human beings and they definitely have their favorites. Do I think that they let it, um, I, I don't think they let it bleed into the comics just because, um, they try
0: to keep it professional. I wouldn't know because I didn't watch the veto episode.
1: Yeah. I didn't watch it either. I just learned Nicole won, but I guess it was BB comics. Um, From Phil of Nine, have y'all ever skipped the end of a season because it's trash? To quote Danny, (laughs) I completely stopped watching. From Julie's Christian quotables to Nicole's whining, I've given up. No, I've never stopped. As you can tell, look, we're sitting through this shit fast.
0: BB 20, BB 20 when Casey won, I I got pretty, (laughs) I was like really not with it. Yeah. uh, When we were doing that, but. Uh, this is this will be tied with that in terms of me like all right, I'm just gonna watch like one episode a week. I already canceled my my BB all at my CBS All Access.
1: This is like a really funny question, and unfortunately, we're not gonna know the answer. But from from Sir Duke, don't have a screenshot. But did anyone notice after the veto comp this week, a bunch of the beds were made up to look like people were in them. Were they shooting some sort of b-roll? Also, I expect to share in the Schrodinger fraud of Christmas losing. That's so funny. <laughs> like Sir Duke also uh, noticed the weird close-ups in the diary room that they experimented with this oh. season. This is a production point of view we're getting, Sir here.
0: Duke. Yeah, maybe Sir Duke is the new real real Vegas for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> From Matt May eighty one. Did Devon forgive Tyler prematurely in jury on his word alone? Meaning should she have reserved forgiveness until after she gets out and watches the actual footage? Did you believe his tears? I think that Devon, I'm not gonna say she doesn't care. I think she obviously cares about like Black Lives Matter and like what that movement means and representing a, a voice on Big Brother and like using the platform. Clearly she cares about that. But I don't think she cares about Tyler that much, <laughs> if it makes sense.
0: I don't and I don't want to seem like I'm like caping for the white dude here. hmm Tyler seems like a genuine guy. Like he was crying like a baby twice in that episode. Like, I could see how much that not only the Davion the Devon thing affected him, but like it, I know it's silly and we make fun of it and we think Angela's a fucking dud or whatever.
1: <laughs> but like,
0: I think he actually is a pretty emotional guy about things that he cares about. And he seemed, I, again, like, maybe I'm just like another white guy apologizing for a white guy. Fucking whatever. Cancel me. That's well, fine. He seemed, he seemed, from my perspective, he seemed very genuine. If you don't think that that's fine and who knows you're pro- you're probably right but like he seems like a very genuine guy and despite like not really rooting for him either season personally i always was like i don't know he seems like a decent enough guy and in the same way that like i think cody is a, just a bit of a like skeezy douche and like i don't have to feel that way about tyler cuz i don't feel that way about lots of the people that he cavorts with um mm-hmm. so it felt genuine. That moment also, the moment with him and Zayvon just also felt like very performative for television. And they're like, right. hey, do this thing now because maybe like someone will write a blog post about it on peoplemagazine.com <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah. It, it, I agree. I think, I think Tyler is genuine. I, I think he genuinely also doesn't realize how poorly that came across when he did it. Yeah. Um. So he's genuine in all ways, but yeah, I don't think he's like, it came across as awkward because
0: it like was awkward.
1: Yeah. He's awkward.
0: Cause they are having a moment that they should have, and maybe they did have in the house privately, but they're doing it. And there's like a cameraman and a sound guy and a producer who's like, yeah, yeah, but do it. Can you do it again? Like there was a, there was a plane. Can we just do it Mm -hmm, again?
1: mm -hmm. Totally. Um, I think you're going to like two of these last, I think, last three questions. I love all of the questions. Well, you'll love them all. um, Because I love our From Coma Joan, what's the over-under on segments about Enzo using the bathroom for the rest of the season? I'm thinking there'll be at least four more. So... We're casuals, and so we only watch the Thursday episodes. So <laughs> we haven't, I have not seen an, a, a segment about Enzo using the bathroom. And can I just say, if that's what the Monday and Wednesday episodes are like, I'm happy to miss them. They can keep them. Yeah,
0: Danielle will be like, oh, maybe we'll watch that Trump town hall.
1: <laughs> uh, Matt May81 wants to know Are Nicole's comic covers unfairly bad or scarily accurate? And they, I think they're honestly accurate. They're not unfair. All of the, it's comic books. They make things more character-y. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, getting your uh, character drawn in a park and getting upset when they focus on your features that yeah. maybe you don't think should be that big oh. or whatever. Oh. Like,
0: Do you have a personal experience?
1: Um yeah, I definitely at
0: <laughs> uh, Washington definitely. Square Park.
1: I I don't remember I think maybe it was Central Park. And I remember like sitting there and thinking to myself like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to look gorgeous in this." <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to hold still and look so pretty, and then the artist gave it to me and I was like That's not what I look like. (laughs) Like (laughs) This is not accurate. Um, It just didn't look like me, period. I was like, clearly this man has a template of like young girl. And he just (laughs) like gave it some freckles and made her hair brown, (laughs) you know? Um, And then finally, this is a question I think we really are going to enjoy. Oh, yes. From Echo Polivka. Am I the only one who thinks it's absolutely ridiculous to expect the person in the bathroom to call out that someone's in there, and not that the person walking in should knock first?
0: So I saw this. I have. We have to like dissect this question a little bit. <laughs> so who's that? Someone should knock, right?
1: Absolutely. Well, they should have a light switch.
0: They should have. They a- should have. They should have one of those things that when you turn the lock, it goes from vacant to occupado.
1: Yeah. I mean, but they're not allowed to have a lock, I guess. It doesn't
0: lock. Oh, like so someone like, doesn't like heroin, do a heroin overdose or something like that? I mean, but have a lock with a fucking key or some shit.
1: I, I think it's so that they don't like, all get in there and start talking where you can't see them. There's a camera in the there. Footage.
0: There's a camera right? in there. There's a camera in there for sure. If some I'm sure they turn it off when someone's, like, confirmed pooping, confirmed peeing, confirmed maybe <laughs> doing a little something else, maybe ease the stress. But, like, they have one for sure. Like, remember when the girl fucking brushed the the toilet in, like, BB4 or something like that with the other person's toothbrush? Yeah. You need the camera yeah. in there. There's a camera in there for sure.
1: Well, I I totally agree with Echo, and I think that you should always – but when it comes to bathrooms and who's in there, the more communication, the better.
0: Yeah. Like, let me, like, a knock goes a long way. You knock and then the person says, yeah, yeah, in here, doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell you what. Uh, I like to
1: go, I like to go, occupied.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> I I don't even know. I haven't thought about my occupy response.
1: It's probably mm-hmm. like, yeah,
0: <laughs> don't want to. And then I'm. Wanna,
1: just so you guys know, my much. style, <laughs> my style is when I get up to go to the bathroom in a restaurant or wherever and say there's someone there waiting, I, oh, and
0: it's like a single use, single use bathroom and there's a single use and someone's waiting. Lawyering. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not afraid to be the person who goes, oh, you knocked, right? Or like, oh, oh! someone's in there, you know, like I verbalize it to make sure that they did. That's really good. Because if they didn't, and we're waiting on a fucking empty stall, I'm going to be pissed. That is and
0: very so, smart. I yes. love it.
1: And then if I'm that person, if I go and I try to go in, it's locked. I, I I give the space. I'm not knocking. I know that it's locked. I felt it. If someone comes up to me, I, I make eye contact and I say, it's locked. Oh. I'm just like proactively telling you like, don't try to open it because I checked and I'm first. So don't try to cut me. I'm waiting. You know,
0: I have a whole, I was going to go on a whole thing. I'm going to do it right now. Sorry. It's a long episode, but we haven't potted in two (laughs) weeks. So I have a whole porta potty etiquette because uh, I've found myself at many music festival in the past decade back when I was in my young Memphis days. Mm. Uh, lots of music, so music festivals, it's all porta potty economy there, and uh, lots of people just don't lock. Maybe they're on mm. substances where they just like it's just not top of mind for them. Maybe they're they, they got a release and they can't think about locking. So I, I've I've certainly opened a few, certainly opened a few porta potties with you know someone doing their thing in there. Yeah, and that's on them. They didn't lock it. But my right. thing, I always knock, even if there's that little green indicator that it's open. Mm. What does it cost you to just, just two taps of the of the the finger of the knuckle? <laughs> I just always do that. And so you're a two tapper. Oh yeah, two. In case you did just one, things- it's like oh maybe a walnut fell on. Yeah, on no, my,
1: and three is like aggressive. It's like I know you want to come in, but I'm in here.
0: Yeah, same thing at the uh, at the the movies. The movies at the cemetery here in Los Angeles, it's all all porta potty system there. You just some people just forget. They're you know they they're so focused they want to get back and see how <laughs> how uh, you know Thelma and Louise ends that they forget to lock that you know just sure. two knocks always always good worst case scenario no one's there and that's actually a pretty good scenario because like. Mm -hmm. You didn't waste a knock if no one's... You didn't waste a knock if no one's there. Like, you confirmed that you didn't put yourself and another person in an embarrassing situation.
1: Exactly. And, like, let's hope we can all go back to situations where we're even using bathrooms in restaurants and at
0: festivals. Indeed. Indeed.
1: Well, guys... What great questions. What great comments. Thank you for sending them in. And thank you for your patience as we, ca- I mean, this is a super sized episode. so. Oh yeah. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter at HeyJulieBB. Send us an email. HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. Don't know if we'll get to it. But, yeah, you know, do that. We'll maybe we'll be back next Friday. We'll we'll see who wins the final four. Veto who gets evicted. Maybe we'll talk about some Sorkin con. Oh yeah, lots of stuff now, to talk that's about. Exciting. <laughs> Anything else, Danielle?
1: <laughs> no, I just want to say I felt blessed that Julie didn't really have much of a sign off last night. So I don't. It doesn't have to occupy space in my mind. Yeah,
0: I don't think she had um, one, or I might have just she done. gave
1: up she's like the rest of us she gave up
0: yeah, <laughs> so, I've given up a long time
1: ago. <laughs> so thank you all and yeah we'll see you next time bye Julie
0: bye Julie